You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Siraj bowls to him. Maxwell clobbers the ball out to square leg. A dive on the boundary to save it. They'll come back for a second, and Australia has won the World Cup. A sixth championship victory, and surely none greater than this. In the most partisan, intimidating environment that this tournament has ever seen, Australia has quashed all of India in one night. One of our greatest sporting victories of all time. And Mitch Dark's been good enough to join us. Australian World Cup winning fast bowler. Just presented the World Cup to the Australian media at the SCG alongside his captain, Pat Cummins. And by the way, the first test between Australia and Pakistan starts December 14 in Perth. You can catch every ball of the summer of cricket across the SEN network. Mitch, thanks for joining me. and Congratulations on the World Cup win. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. It's, uh, it's nice to be back at the SCG and... And uh, we'll get that trophy again. So it's uh, it's been a good good couple of months. How do you look back on it now that the dust has settled a bit? Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's an interesting one. It's it's obviously you know, a great couple of months, and and uh, you sort of take it all all the celebrations and, and reviews and and enjoy the moment of what it was. But they quickly got to turn focus to a test series. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's something that will will probably reflect on more when we're, we're either finished or got some, some time off. But um, for a lot of the guys, it's either playing T20 cricket in India still or on to test cricket. Nothing better than taking 355 in a World Cup final to win it. Most wickets of any player in the final and producing that kind of display on the biggest stage you could possibly produce it on. Yeah, it was, it was nice to uh, pull my finger out of it. In, the, in the, the last couple of games of the tournament and, and um, step up when, when called upon. So it's, um, yeah, it's nice to, to have a little bit of an impact there and, and uh, play my role in the back end of the tournament. But um, no, it was a huge for the group. Through, through the whole tournament, we, we had everyone step up at different times. It wasn't just one or two individuals throughout the whole tournament. Whilst there were some, some great numbers, um, different games called upon different people and everyone managed to step up when it counted most. Did you feel a bit of pressure early on, Mitch? And uh, were, some of the conditions for fast bowling was were pretty tough. Sorry, just I missed that one. Did you feel a bit of pressure early on in for yourself personally and for the team? Um, I think there was a lot of lot of noise made about it, but um, I think what we, we saw through the whole tournament was in India at that stage of the year, the, the conditions were so different whether you batter or bowl first, and, and different parts of the country, and, and whether it was day or night so um yeah look we all probably 
well, certainly didn't start the tournament the way, way we wanted to, being 0-2. And, and I think it was none for 120 in that Sri Lankan game. But um, things turned pretty quickly. And, and when when you back back this team into a corner, uh, it fights its way out. So, yeah, certainly, uh, I mean, numbers-wise, wasn't uh, wasn't as what I've done in, in previous tournaments. But, um, like I said, I was, I was managed to, to make an impact at the back end where where uh, I like to think some experience comes into it. So, um, yeah, I think uh, the way it all finished, uh, no amount of wickets would, would uh, I, I'd trade in for a, for a World Cup trophy. So it's, it's been fantastic. And it is nice to look back. I mean, we're still basking in the glory of it. You do have to get ready for a three-test series coming up. Uh, starts December 14 in Perth. You, you've elected not to play in the BBL again, so that's confirmed. Uh, certainly not in my my equation for the next two weeks. Um, yeah, it's it's all guns forward for that that uh, day one of that test in, in Perth. So um, yeah, I've seen a, a few of the boys are coming out for that the opening round. Um, obviously, you know Uzi and and Mars for for Brisbane. Smithy's um, pretty sound up for the Sixers, but um, yeah, for for me it, it's it's uh, getting that red ball in the hand and, and getting ready for for day one. Is it more the body or the mind that needs a rest in the lead up to the test? Um, it's a little bit of everything, I think. It, it, you know, we've had a, a very busy winter. We've been, uh, as a group across formats, we've been hugely successful with with the Test Championship, and then and then uh, obviously the, the retention of the Ashes and into the World Cup. So there's a lot of guys that have played a lot of cricket. We've got a lot of a lot of multi-format players as well, and people like to prepare differently and, and have different stages of their body. So for me, it's it's uh, you know another chance to to get in the gym, get ready for uh, for the Test summer, uh, and that means a couple of bowling sessions. Uh, some, some, more importantly, some time in the gym to, to get back that strength that sort of goes away when you, you have a, a schedule like we did in the World Cup. So, yeah, for, for me, it's more a physical one. Um, I'm still loving my cricket and, and loving playing different formats, but um, tests are always going to be the pinnacle for me. And speaking of formats, you're going to be back to playing three formats soon. You're planning on playing in the IPL, I understand, even though you haven't been there for a while, and the T20 World Cup down the road? Yeah, I haven't been to the IPL since uh, 2015, so um, throwing my name in the hat and uh, put my papers in the other day. So let's uh, see how that falls uh, at the back end of December. I think the auction is, and um, see if there's any interest there to, to have a, a left arm bowler at the back end. And, and um, yeah, like you say, it's, it's a nice lead into the T20 World Cup with being a, I guess, a slightly quieter winter next year and, and playing some T20 cricket on the way to the onto the way to the T20 World Cup is a, is a nice leading to that. And um, physically after the World Cup is, is not, not uh, as taxing as, as what the last 12 months has been. How easy is it to flip from one form to the other? Is it as difficult as some say it is? Is it fairly easy for you in comparison? You're about to flick to tests and get your mind on doing that now. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, it's one that's brought up every year, particularly with the amount of, of multi-format players that Australia does have. Uh, I've always found my roles not too different across the formats. Whilst the game is obviously different and, and there's obviously more, more, uh, I guess, a bit more of a war of attrition, if you like, in test cricket and, and the spells are longer, the days are longer. The, the wickets are certainly flat across formats, but um, I think you'd have to ask the batters, but I think it's probably... A little, slightly easier for the bowlers to transition through red and white, um, purely because we're still bowling. That. It's still three stumps at the other end. It's, it's still, you know, bowl your six balls. It's, your tactics might be slightly different, but um, the lengths are still the same. The 
the size of the cricket ball is still the same. So, um, yeah, it's probably more of a role one and, and tactically, and, and my role for, for Australia has, has probably been very, very similar across formats in terms of, of uh, you know, striking and trying to be a bit more aggressive. You probably won't tell me what you'd suggest would be the right 11 to start against Pakistan. I'm happy for you to tell me if you want. Does Dave Warner open in the team that you'd pick? Thankfully, I don't have to pick a team. So, um, I mean, what do they say? They don't. You don't change a winning team, do you? So, um, we won the sit. Well, we retained the series in England, I guess. But um, yeah, we, we've been a, a very successful Test team for for a while now. And um, you know, Davey's been hugely successful and, and led from the front there as an opener for us for a long time. So, um, when whenever we we find ourselves without Davey, um, whenever that may be, he's going to leave a massive hole. So, he's been a a long-time server Australian cricket. He's, he's changed the game in many ways, and, and I think we showed that. He showed that through the World Cup. How dynamic he can be, not only with the bat, but certainly in the field as well. Does he, as a, as a superstar of the game, does he have a right to be locked in for all three tests here and go out the way he wants, or is it all based on each test performance, whether you get a game for the next one? Oh, geez, I, I don't know. Thankfully, I'm not a selector. Um, I guess I'm heading on the, the back end of my career too, so I don't know. I don't know what uh, what side of the fence I sit on there, but um, I mean, look, he's been, as I said, he's played for a very, very long time. He's, he's been hugely, hugely successful, um, and and whether he's polarising or not, he, he's going to probably go down as, as as one of the great multi-format players for Australia. So hopefully that, in whatever happens, that's recognised for what it is and how good he's been for Australia for, for a very long time. And whilst we're talking about how good people have been, how good has Pat Cummins' captaincy been, given the criticism early and the divisiveness of some of his um, personal situations? Uh, he has stood tall and made some huge decisions, including whether you bat or bowl first, and it uh, seems like he's pulling the right rein every time now. Yeah, I think he's finally getting some recognition for, for what a, a great leader he is, and, and... You know, everyone's going to have their critics and, and whether he takes any of that on board or not, he certainly doesn't show it to the wider group. And, and you know, he's, he's happy to, to be brave and, and make bold calls, as you've seen in the, in the World Cup final, which, you know, he's, he's, uh, his decision at the top definitely didn't go down um, as as a conventional one or, or a traditional one to, to many respects that of, um, you know, past players or, or critics of, of Australian cricket. But it, it turned out to be a very brave one, but the correct one. So, yeah, look, he, he's... Uh, Certainly for, for someone who's, who's seen Pat for a long time, um, he's been phenomenal for the group. I think he's so calm and, and caring that that's, that's now how we play our cricket. I think how calm he is is, is why we're able to execute when you know, we might be back into a corner or you know, we find ourselves 0-2 in a World Cup and, and manage to go on to, to win in India. So full credit to, to Pat and certainly to, to Andrew McDonald as well and the way that they led this group of players and staff through the, through the World Cup. Mitch, great to have you on. I really appreciate your time. I know you've got a busy schedule. One quick one, though. You seem to be able to handle all the pressure and your relationship, your private life. You're married to Alyssa Healy. You, you seem like you don't mind that being played out publicly as well. What's it like with your private life played out publicly? Do you, do you not like it? Are you okay with it? <laughs> uh, I'd be lying if I said I was okay with it, but um, no, it is what it is. Unfortunately, it comes with the territory. and I mean, I'm, we're both quite private people and, and I'm certainly not um, not all over social media like like some other people but um, it is what it is and, and um, yeah I guess it comes with the territory of, of two cricketers being married together and, and having um, you know 
well, she's she's been captain for the last 12 months, so she, she's got a, a huge profile herself, and she's a fantastic. Uh, I mean, she's played for for Australia longer than I have, so um, yeah, it comes with the territory. And, and uh, once cricket's done and dusted, I'm I'm sure I'll be off in the sunset somewhere. <laughs> well summed up. Hey, Mitch, great to have you on. I really appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk soon. Good luck against Pakistan. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. Mitch Stark joining us, Australian World Cup winning fast bowler, just presented the World Cup to the Australian media at the SCG alongside Pat Cummins. And again, you can catch every ball of the summer of cricket across the SEN network. The first test, Australia-Pakistan, starts December 14 in Perth. Second test, Boxing Day. And the third test in the early New Year at the SCG.